It seems we stood in top like this before. We looked at each other in the same way, then find I can't remember when or where. The clothes you're wearing are the clothes you are. The smile you were smiling, you were smiling, then find I can't remember when or
selling any sauce there yet, <laughs> if you're wondering, so. Sauce is the music.
Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of AquaQ. Anchor.fm is available for iOS and Android, brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve. Available everywhere podcasts are free. Just do the queue. Eddie like the truck's top bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again. And by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all around roundness of all city the velo kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chip away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dew drops bonders and muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for. If that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. She flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side. You know? Well, for the... Shoot. I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too. Funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the back end, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Claire was flipping out, and the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. And over, 
and over there, and all over, what a spread, and what a book, she looked at the back cover, 9.99 cents for this one, that's not bad for the 80s, I should get a bear, like this, Ava turned her head up, like you want that here, she motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked, oh sure, I'd like a bit of Mount Clare, and some more about how she was, if that's part of the bargain it was. She looked at her arm a bit, following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand in Starfire Times and Squared as in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak. And that comes with a smile, if you're interested, said a now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it and closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Clare, towards an in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were aimed, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening, here's my number. The paper read with A+, as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate and it was and she began window shopping herself, to understate an understanding. And she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did. From the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who was also shopping, in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet, just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, outside in the rain where anything could have usually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around, and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near and the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause, a slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked. You know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you. You're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Do they all make it out? Asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're... I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budget reads like a show stocked by one and the only, what was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. Clever, look this has enough pockets to line yours, and etc. Here. Take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge, I'll take it as read that you're in and we can get on to business. Take it gently, Mr. Gent, 
drab was his humor. Rhett to the collage of photos from the Spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafling through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, checked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He chortled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. You could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. She out you know. Went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Click. Notebook under her arm. Man on the other, the young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on a stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. All right, it's just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room, get it? and get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time. Right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver winked, and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as. Claudia. Would you like a glass oh it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, clicked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, to the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice, she said, to the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bank rolled Royces of Pottery Barnyard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering saunter muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candy dapple smotter. What? She learned that from Q. She bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, 
picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as his smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright, just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off she reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed she eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse, I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. Their light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. She picked up her dress, snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with a very berry sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and bliss right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left. Driven home, for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen, and jacked slightly without a boozy under, but plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again, for this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of Oya's had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly. Photoshopped is for windows and the Mac truck stop great and grated for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aku Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W.
To right feet on backwards tackle nonsense in a sensical sensual causal relationship of worldly matters of materially frantastical emotioning questions of checkery and balanced an even more set of throws into the early to be evening, if that was your time of night, and it was, not to stop bother or just that it was, slowly changed and to the left again, patter as if that pattern was gently dipped into a spiky street of electrics whizzed by with the murmurs of hearts neatly tucked behind stereos while mild chatter of the news events of a day yet to come more was happening a world away, as it always was and thus reported into the airwaves if you were inclined or reclined to listen or let it flow into as the FM programming you choose to start your day. When the day becomes and turns away the night which you forget for the purposes of sanity, yet seek it again on a regular basis to maintain such a staticity of non-forgetfulness, only slightly to offset the ends of sanity again, and again, which oddly fits your design, or did and does by memory alone, as you may be in these moments as listening again, what is it that continues the forces of life inside any of us, or simultaneously all of us, and also what brings death and is that in sequence or altogether? Is death perhaps overworked these days, and should we feel sorrow for a job which ought not to return a lot of satisfaction to such a non-forced force of zeroing out, or is it a time of jubilee for the finals to be lifted and sorted or tossed around on sleds into a trucked city vehicle while their families wander from far away if they'll see their child in the stars the very evening, or perhaps next week, and wait. It was a ghost town. This town outside of town, where the reported and seemingly dead arrived, in a bus, to a bar which nay served alcohol, at a time which was neither between day or night, and as it unloaded, the people on it, 
looked forward and around a bit, and didn't talk or offer each other a help of any kind, for that's what got them into this predicament. And it was a predicament, preceded by a non-behavior and thrown under, their arms like the pillow they brought to bed and perhaps still had. Clinging on as some to the last bits of electrics which grounded them to this, the planet of their choosing, as delivered their lifetime ago by that hopped up beast of perhaps a stork, or shot out of a cannon as they now remembered, making their way towards a new challenge, delivered at that very hospital, or one near and far away from their hearts. Which were no longer beating themselves up like the drummer they perhaps followed, or perhaps even made a sound in motion to start their own circle, and did. Well did, was the operative word here, and there was no operation. For some this was a relief and for others they'd hoped of a bit more fervor in their demise, instead of this old bus, which was now pulling away to get some more. And the more company it brought, you'd think the mood would change, or that the party would start, and that life would begin again for these souls without an a pair of sock on some, perhaps too rich to go poor on the streets they loved, or even not given the chance to go mad and rediscover a world of living before they unchoose to, well, what had happened? Death was standing over, just there. But he had a sort of uniform on. Not the usual one you'd expect, big black coat with cold black eyes you couldn't see. And he had a voice. Again, not the usual tonal somber one you'd see in film, but a quiet calm and directing voice, as he took out a map and motioned to a set of others on where this next lot was meant to settle. A settlement for the dead. On this planet? Or in it? There was a hole up ahead. Some people were already walking towards it, perhaps that's where they were meant to go in such a malaise of non-reasoning, they reasoned with each other and some began to point. The men pointed back at them and motioned. There was a young man, or perhaps a young woman though likely it was a manning based on his pajamas he'd been comfortable up until a moment ago, or several, counting the Riga's route which the bus took on its way up here. Or was it down here? He pondered. The lights were still visible from where he stood, that way over there. That warm city, and now this cold plot and plotted bit of land with a warmish hole. That was their reasoning. The man's name had to be reminded to himself at this moment, by the too soon pair of other uniformed men who approached him and called to his attention his new identification. It goes on your toe, sir, was a bit of laughter from the other. We tag him and bag him and you have made a grade up to the other level one said. Oh. It's just I. Was a stammering about to happen. He thought he'd get his bearings first, but time in this place was not a luxury as it was on the, and where am I? Level K, said the other. That's where we're taking you. Answers to his questions were not forthright and he decided he would walk along and discover what the men were up and about. They looked down at his feet and turned with each other and walked a bit in the direction our character was thinking of going in anyway. They all moved forward. One had a radio, and it clackered every 30 seconds or so. No audio and there was a solemn understanding between the men, who moved in their usual way and as if they had some regular duty here, and they did. To deliver this man to the level, as stated, K. A small door appeared lit only by the seam to show that there were electrics inside, and perhaps life he thought. I mean who would power the electrics, and perhaps there was heat. It was dimly cold and wet outside, and he'd hoped for perhaps a cocoa once they'd arrived at a resting spot. The door opened and a middle-aged woman motioned them in. 
Inside was just the couch, and a television which was not turned on, and he sat as was motioned to do so, and they left. He fiddled with the couch and sat for a bit, then decided to lay down and wait for something else to happen. His eyes closed. Closure, he thought to himself, as in close again, and now on a couch. He'd just left his bed, and how? Odd he couldn't remember. What about the night before? Still nothing. Though he recognized his own pajamas. They were a gift, for he'd never consider wearing clothes to bed until people started buying them at holidays. Birthday. His mind sprang a bit. Yeah, he remembered that. Well the word anyway, but forgot the date. Hum. He hummed to himself. The couch was comfortable still, and still, and as he was was noticing the something-nothing around him was as familiar as his memory of forgetfulness. He was kind of enjoying the non-enjoying and hoped it would last for a while too, when a chime chimed. You're up popped in the young women, through a door which appeared only momentarily and lingered lit and hopeful for his arrival through it and onto something new and perhaps exciting. I wouldn't bet on it the young women held the door open still. Oh, what? Exciting. Isn't it you'll think to yourself as you walk towards me and perhaps it will be, but I've never seen it her eyes bobbed a bit over his pajamas. He was noticing that everybody was noticing his pajamas, including himself and he smiled now and turned up towards the lady and decided to make a change. James, he offered a glance over her in his hand to shake it if she was so undesirable to do so. Oh she shook his hand and her lips stilted towards a similar smile in a manner liking to him. Your new home is it? Last one left you behind? Well we've got you here and in the now she offered a bit more of herself as light conversation. Oh, well good, I mean. It's nice to. I mean. See. I mean look at you. Still human right? Aren't we? A bit more of that and we'll all be in to spring in no time she beamed a bit more here come along and listen and put her arm around him as they both walked into the level while she let the door close behind them. There is more conversation through here, and there. And. She motioned there. The ideas are sorted throughout but I think you will find they're color-coded to your liking. At least I think so. The mats are for player playfulness, not resting, and the coffee pot is locked up. But I'll get you a cup if you'd like. Caffeine at this time of night though, I wouldn't recommend it but some do. Just up ahead the hallways were opening and rooms became larger, with a twisty maze of passages broken off from left to center and they appeared to light up as he saw people walking around and through them, with some evidence of direction. Some were carrying notebooks and others simply appeared and disappeared in their gowns without shoes, of varying colors. Yes, I'd love a cup. It'll just get me started you know. I mean it was a long. He'd forgotten about the bus. He'd forgotten about the door he'd remember this place, surely. And he looked over to her to see what she was about to say. Synaptic haptics the stated in plain technical language. It's the engine which runs this place. Thought up by thought itself. Kind of a miracle it works at all, and that's kind and to the point. You'll discover in a second and she handed him a coffee. It was black and sweet, and a bit artificial tasting and he sucked at it and it was warm and he kept the cup at his side and thought to speak. So what do you do here? I mean besides this he attempted a light bit of conversation he was sort of used to, in these types of situations which had now become rare enough. 
I bring the people who power the machine, and you're it. Would you like to know more? Because I would. We all would, and the last one just fired. Oh good there's still some in there, I thought I'd have to push you in the chute, but things seem to still be functioning. Shoot. Shoot. Oh that there. Well I wouldn't jump in there, it's frightening you'd have to push me. They both smiled. Yes, that's what I do, normally. But we have some time, would you like to take a walk? They did walk around the outside, as it was in this place of interior. And occasionally they saw some people, and mostly it just hummed, and they talked. And she reminded him of some of the tools of coping he'd forgotten, and while he didn't need coping now, he thought he might, and might remember, and if anything it was that, and her smile and they carried on about the place, and, well about the place and what it was for and for whom and why indeed and however and so and so about who the guy was walking, and then about the drawings on the walls they were passing, and the variety of colors which were always just on the sides of them as they passed through each space. Things were indeed warm at this moment, and he looked at her again, this time with familiarity and friendship, and was hopeful they could stay together for some time more, and that they'd discover this place and see it in the new light, and carry each other on in conversation and fluidity and that it would be good for the pair of them. If you'd like, was her verbal response to his nonverbal reckoning. It's more and more like yourself the more you put into it, you'll find that, and it'll find you, and bit more at a time while we're all comfortable, and that's the idea she smiled jokingly. The idea she repeated it's just that's the point of this place. Two of you, the idea. Welcome to level K. We're off to a good start, I thought you might. And here we are. Fab. If you have any more, I'm keen to listen she listened. Hear that warble up ahead? That's you. We'd best keep be walking while it's still an idea and she took his hand, perhaps warmed by the coffee, but very likely by the idea of a place to have something and hold it gently, and that wasn't the artificial sweetener talking. This place was a good idea, and he smiled to himself as gently as she touched his fingers, and carried himself up a bit with her, to the level, as it lit up and fired and the visuals became deeper and he even touched the walls sometimes and they glowed, and he looked at her and she glowed, and it was pretty damn magical for this time of a lifetime to discover her in such a place, and so they flowed into it, and it flowed, and when they stopped, it still happened around them, and when then moved, there was a bit of zippiness, but it stayed with them. Well, we've reached 88 lines of code she stamped her feet gently as he just noticed her light shoes for the first time you know that's your little joke, and it's time for punch up punch tape light conversation. Here let's put on a bit of music. Thanks for the idea. The music came on and they smiled and continued on to walk and silently talk a bit, observing the synapses which fired in the vision which appeared on the walls, and it was fine and on and on they wanted to go. Which was a good start. I have a little joke too. He finally said out loud. Oh? You were fired. And he dove into her and kissed her everywhere at once. Illuminating the entire place with a spark which went off into every direction, just for a second which seemed like the life and worth living for that instant and a lifetime, and instantaneously it was and is. That's just a little synaptic joke, he grinned at her. She was still lit up and look at her arms, throw back she grinned, and welcome to the happenings of haptics. You've made a grade A egg drop bot or stop drop bot. 
that's funny coming from you. The next one's better. And it was, and was again, and again. And they fired each synapse they chose, and sparked with love at each quarter of an idea that made them look at each other, in their eyes, or eyes to any part that needed sparking, and they understood, for that was this place, and they continued and met each other and stayed themselves of course, and sometimes carried each other on in lighter conversation, or as they overheard the walls talking to them, and then they would suddenly smile and it would happen again. They banged on the brain walls just for the fun of it, and fell over as they were toppled about, and onto each other. And that made them laugh more and they rolled around and stayed here and there for a bit more each time, and sometimes they ran, if it was their choosing. And sometimes they posed and talked about the art which should be here and over there and sometimes they saved each other from a dull dream of underthinking, or over non-participating, and they had now and continued to begin, and know they had always been with each other, as electrics. And electrics didn't falter. Not here in this purity of space, and space gap they fired it, and fired it again. And rang a bell and kicked the walls and made it jump and they tuned an orchestral of sound, and it rang through the chambers, and they found the corner of this place, and would create anything they wished for a time and time again, which they found with each and again too. And it was good. Dash. The Presididaricolodic Modis are built and maintained for the inspirational inspired set of living juxtapositional elements which bring rocks to the ocean and women into fluffy places where cuddly was in fact, invented. Maintained with jester lues of material speculatory, we shine on the dark wobbly bits for two and a half feet of tubing with the heat meant just for the now and now again, as needed. Take two. Aqua Q.
chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of aqua q anchor.fm is available for ios and android brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty-free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve available everywhere podcasts are free just do the queue Miranda was in her lawful office, the kind that's just right, or right justified. She was an author, as well as reviewing other people's works for publishing. Today was Thursday, and her stack included literature on extraterrestrials, a novel, and a pocketbook about knitting hooks. She took the novel to her study, which was more like, well, it was more like the kitchen counter in her brightly lit apartment, with a cutting board where she had an avocado and turned some pages. Intriguing pocket watches. Time and materials on this one. Maybe out for a coffee. She stashed the book into her baffled bag of trick-or-treats and scuffled out the door in a slightly woolly blue dress. She passed Jelly in the street on the way to the shop. He tipped his hat and said the boss would love to buy her a cup, and to dig into the tips jar on his behalf if he'd already left. She was used to that. She used to work for him too in this very coffee shop, as she rounded the corner and walked inside. His hat was on. Pleased you made the mark. What is the news in publishing today? A wistful and couch fodder for later, and a bit of telephone booth changing for this one. Her paperback flapped from her oversized bag. Oh good, the store needs a bestseller this year. They get one every year, she said. Oh yes. You do. They both smiled. She cheersed him with her cup, and slammed back the hot mess, and as her head tipped, so did her chair, and off. And backwards she fell, banging her head on the side of the fireplace on her way down to the furry bear carpet rug on the floor. Oops. Passed out was she. But conscious too. She was standing over there. Looking down. Oh my. Not again. She grabbed her bag and ran out, leaving her body behind. There were ambulances coming. They'd sort her out. She had to get to the shop up the hill and tell Mac about it. Or was it a dream? She looked back. If you have any questions about this nonsense, do message us at anchor.fm slash aquaqlabs and you'll leave us a message so that we can bring your voice into the lab and chatter. Until next time. Love from AquaQ. No one tells time like the present. If you had to be there, then why weren't you? I had a fair. But I came clean. How can I be talking to myself, if you can hear me? She wouldn't give me the time of day, so I tried later. The funny bone is not actually a bone. How is that funny? I think Jesus has body self-image issues. If superstitious were normal, it'd just be barring stitious. Trying not to think about it seems at odds with its intention. I saw stacked Colette at the copy machine. Was I seeing double? Or was she collating? Does Chewie get granola bar royalties? I left the internet on last night. Man that was expensive. Do opposable thumbs, argue? The COVID vaccines are divided. 
together they're called sarcasm a doc you either have crickets or neon except you get to choose neon you know he this one cried all the way home too long if in out shopping particle physics of the said actionable towards a completeness towards the next and forward balanced and fluidity we find our soft sun radiant and the dust and enough let atmospherically to bounce also towards the reflection of mass particles in a solar of systems we find it's just so it happens that what we utilize is what we present for another and another forth and hence as measured to be signaled and proposed to be
clarity of choice versus actual livability. There was a singular of containment, that which proceeds for the next, and as Heisenberg is aware, half the time, observability of a shedding of material, is not quite chaos, again, and these elements should ne'er exist in containment anyway. And that's a little play on containment, due to elemental physics that their atomic should be contained as other elements, and not the so on. Of surprise. We've said all these things, as known, and as brief and yet the observation of opposition is so external, from internal, that shedding occurs as an instance of rediscovery. This is Charles Bukowski. <laughs> well, just let me sit here and drink beer. What was it? I heard Cage one time. He got on the stage and he uh, just stood there and he ate an apple and he walked off and got a thousand dollars. I'll just drink this. I'll drink this beer and I'll leave, right? <laughs> okay, let's forget the bullshit. <laughs> Get into the so-called art. This keeps up. I'm going to have all you guys in. Yeah. <laughs> Approach it, forward motion, make us white like the ocean, the earth is 
Black Plastic Mutiny Radio.fm.